Yo, Dan, how are you doing, buddy? Yes, very well, mate. Very well. Um, just had a nice couple of days off. Um, spent at my girlfriend's parents' house up, up north. So just been relaxing and getting some rest as you need to every now and again. So it's been good. It's been a busy couple of months in the gym. So, Mate, I, I genuinely, I can't agree with that enough. I find I was away a couple of weekends ago and I think especially as you are as well, you're in London, it's just that hustle and bustle, it's just that constant stimulation, that constant like almost stress as well. I think you just need to take a bit of time out and just let your hair down a little bit. This, uh, do you know what yeah. I, I find? I underestimate how intense it is um, living over, like living in, in like London or any like major city. And it's just like I say, it's just stimulus, stimulus, stimulus. And then I find when I go away somewhere a bit quieter, mate, I get so tired. So all I want, I want to do is sleep. <laughs> so, I got, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this weekend, I mean, we, I mean, we had a bit of a heavy night on the Friday, you know, sort of got in quite, quite late on Saturday morning uh, as we went to a gig. But across the sort of Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I mean, we were just absolutely exhausted. But at the same time, you get this sort of itchy feeling of like, oh, this should be busier. Why is it not busier? It's, it's, it's yeah. really strange. But it, it, you come back. I mean, I've, I feel completely, um, you know, switched on today. Um, I haven't had that much coffee. I've had like one coffee and I feel really switched on. So it's obviously done me some good. Yeah. Let's touch on it, actually. What's your uh, thoughts on the whole sort of caffeine intake and the excessive, like, stimulants and stuff like that? What are your, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I think you sort of know what my caffeine habits are like, <laughs> being that we've worked together. But, I mean, I've, I'd say I'm, I'm better with it these days. I went for a period probably about three or four years ago where it was, like, as much coffee as I could drink. I mean, we had a little coffee machine in the office filter that was just constantly going and going and going and as soon as it finished we would we would get another pot you know on the brew so um but I'm much better with it now I'd say when when you have a little bit too much you definitely get those sort of jittery anxious sort of feelings and it doesn't often do you very well for the rest of the day um you sort of feel maybe your conversations are a little bit more anxious with people they're a little bit sharp um, in a negative way, you know, maybe a little bit blunt. And uh, I found that since cutting down, I'm so much more coherent in, in my thought right. process. Like, and my tolerance is a lot better as well. Do you find um, sleep affects sleep affects your coffee? Um, coffee affects your sleeping uh, too? Well, just to answer your first question, sleep does affect your coffee, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... Um, I mean, I, I have a bit of a cut off with mine. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just on my second cup for the day. It's just a filter um, from, from the coffee shop local to here. So it's nothing too strong. Um, but I find if I have anything past you know, 12, one o'clock, because I'm sort of super sensitive to caffeine, I find that my sleep does get a bit jittery. And um, I'll sort of either get to sleep quite well and then wake up really quick or... I'll uh, maybe uh, just won't get to sleep at all for a couple of hours later than what I normally would. And then the next day it has that sort of knock on effect and I'm like, right, where's the next coffee at? And that's where it has that downward spiral. So, When you drink coffee, do you find a lot of your coffee intake is because you like, like the flavour and it's more, or is it more like habitual? Like 
you just drink coffee for the sake of drinking coffee? I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a coffee snob, so I like to make like proper coffee at home, like grind the beans up. I go to, you know, specific roasters. Um, I think that's London, because I was like that. Like, yeah, I, was, no. I used to always just be like a standard innocent coffee, and then I think moving to London, where you're just we're so spoiled with the range of coffee. Where I am. I'm in Tottenham Court Road, obviously, and, and there's a little coffee shop, uh, just to put a little plug on them, is, they're called Tap, and they, they have loads of, like, they have Colombian this and Brazilian this, and it's, <laughs> it, it's, it is a bit, you do find yourself in there, like, mm, no, I don't, I don't like this one, I must not have the Brazilian one, I'm going to go for the Colombian next time. And, um, but, yeah, it's nice, I mean, the flavours are good. I, I'd say it's probably a little bit habitual as well, um, but, but mainly I just enjoy the taste. That's what I say the same, but I um so now I actually tend to go for decafs a lot more now. So I try and use caffeine obviously around the times I'm training, but if I'm going to get a coffee, I'll usually buy decaf just for those pure effects. It's trying to limit the actual amount of excessive like stimulation and just unnecessary stimulation. I'm I'm the same really as well. I have decaf where I can. Um, I used to look at it as sort of like having a non-alcoholic beer if you have it without caffeine, but actually <laughs> it's, it, it tastes pretty much the same. It, it's, it's good. Um, it's actually quite funny amount of people that say that will go like, why did you get decaf? It's like, well, I kind of just get coffee because it's so habitual now. Like when I did that um, month of coffee, that's what I found. It's like you get to little like points in a day where you just go and get a coffee and I'm like, what, what, what do I do now? So, ah, maybe it's just do a couple of press-ups and, I don't know, like, put another Instagram post. I don't think I've ever, ever been so active on social media as when, <laughs> <laughs> when, when I couldn't have a coffee. But I have gone, um, I've gone full circle now, so now I've actually gone back to instance about work. Because normally I find I'd waste a bit of time going out to get a coffee, come back, like... Because there's a little bit of a journey there. I know the like the, the um, baristas and that. So you have a little chat, you know, is with um, going over to like Leon and Hammersmith, chat to them all, like really good friends of them, and and they come back. And then knowing I'm wasting time, but I'm wasting money. Yeah. And probably more money than you think because obviously time is money in um, in the business sense. So then when you actually look at the amount of money you end up spending a week on coffees, and then when you're in there and like, oh, well, I'm going to train, so I'll get a bit of food or I'll get some food as well. And so it all, all adds up. So, yeah, that's what I've started doing is just keeping instant in the office now instead. And, um, yeah, so I just I save my nice um, my nice beans and my nice roaster for the weekend because I've got a really good coffee machine at home. Yeah, and I think I think you've hit the nail on the head, really. It's, it's that, you know, time is money sort of thing. You know, it's such a true... A true saying and you know all that time the gym's open you know that's opportunity for you to pick up clients um you know whether that's just you're talking to people on the floor or maybe you're just doing your own training end up training with someone like it you're losing that time just just chatting about anything to people yeah. in coffee shops you know yeah when realistically like as a pt you could spend that time just chatting to the actual people in the gym because like so you yeah know, it's gonna start on with you so the more people you know realistically the more likely you are to improve um 
improve the amount of money you can earn because you meet more people and as a result get more people signing on um taking toaster sessions and you know it just goes flows from there doesn't it really? yeah exactly that anyway let's get into the gist of this so that was a really easy and nice way to uh <laughs> to waste 10 minutes we can finish we can we can chat about coffee whilst finishing our coffee yeah all good <laughs> Um, but anyway, so kind of like Mr. Master TRX and a very, very big advocate on mobility um, and this is something that we definitely see eye to eye on this is the importance of mobility and how much it's actually overlooked, um, especially where I guess yourself like, like me, where we live in the city, a lot of our clients um, have like corporate roles are very sedentary during the day so just on that what do you tend to see is some of these issues that clients will have when they come and see you initially i think mainly it's it's lower back hip um sort of area that that sort of lower leading into the side of the hip you know from weak glutes sort of yeah exactly exactly that and and it, we can't, I mean, we can't say that sitting is the cause, but it certainly is a contributing factor. Um, a lot of these workplaces locally are starting to invest in standing desks. But, you know, imagine you've been sat in an office job for 15, 20 years, and it's going to take a bit of toll on the, you know, the posture of your hip, your lower back, even, you know, your upper back and neck, uh, craning their neck forward to read, you know, a text message or, sit at your keyboard typing away all day without having any rests um you know I, th I think that that sitting is one of the main contributing factors to 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 injury essentially yeah and not only sitting but it's like you say there it's the kind of hunch forward over your computer your laptop so your shoulders roll forward and your upper back kind of pokes out, which obviously we call sort of kyphosis. And yeah, you, and then you, as a result, get obviously really tense muscles in your chest where you're kind of squeezing your pecs to type and things. So where do you tend to start with your clients that come in that say may have those sort of standard issues of like maybe slight kyphosis and lower back pain, hip pain, what are your, initial sort of go-tos and where do you start with them yeah sure so i mean i i essentially look at like from a consultation point of view it's it's more of like what we'd call like the subjective assessment so being able to sit and discuss you know whether there's um changes that can be made within their lifestyle before they even start you know you start any physical assessments or anything like that because essentially we can do all the correction in the world and get great results but you know if there's things that are, are taking them back to that that awkward sitting posture you know they're you know sat for too long they're not giving themselves you know time to actually move throughout the day then then they don't really stand as much a chance um so in terms of like from a, a physical point of view i mean you'll be looking at uh, doing a few basic assessments you know potentially uh, if you take the the average office worker they probably haven't been in the gym for three four years maybe longer maybe shorter you never know um 
they they most likely haven't had a comprehensive movement assessment done so they're probably going to be nervous or a little bit daunted nine times out of ten so just going to get them doing basic movements maybe like a squat test or um, you know just like an overhead straight arm uh, straight arm raise or a, a you know ankle mobility test something they can do that isn't too daunting it doesn't take them into exercise too hard or anything like that so um, sort of looking for the general telltale signs you know hyperlordosis so that excessive lumbar curve like you said the, the hyperkyphosis that sort of arched over posture the shoulders are rolling forward and and really from from that point it's then sort of coming up with a, a little bit of a, a plan around not just their, their exercise but their mobility as well you know what movements can we incorporate into their workout that's going to get them uh, you know the joints opening up in the right way it's going to get the the weaker muscles switched on and stronger it's going to get the tighter muscles to sort of relax and allow those movements to increase over time so coming off the back of the sort of findings of one of your sort of movement assessments let's say if someone does have say a bit of sort of slight kyphosis so the shoulders are rolled forwards a little bit they've got tend to get lower back pain and they're a bit stiff around the hips. What would be your key exercise prescriptions and sort of movement mobility prescriptions to help them improve, um, obviously the posture, but then also improve their just general movement and try and diminish those feelings of pain in the sort of lower back. I'm assuming you you referring to maybe like an untrained person, so someone that hasn't been in the gym for a little while. Or? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's really specified that. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, so, so I mean, actually, let's let's go with both. We'll, we'll start with one would be with someone who's sort of untrained, and then two because obviously a lot of people listening to this will be sort of um, consistent gym goers, but then will still have a lot of these issues. And they'll just be training through potentially exacerbating them as well. So let's just start with your um, people that are fresh to the gym and then we'll go into um, gym girls as well. Yeah, so for people that are fresh to the gym, you know, like I said, if they've, maybe they've never been to the gym or they've never really exercised, maybe their doctors told them they need to start moving or they've got some pain, you know, that sort of thing. Typically, um, you know, off the back of those, those findings that you get from what other mobility and postural assessments you do, um, it's 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 quite tough to say exactly what they would need to do. It's more a case of um, of of sort of tweaking with different movements. You know, how did they how did they get on in their squat? Were they you know restricting their hip, their ankle? What was you know affecting that? Um, from from like a general rule of thumb, I'd go for big compound movements or so those big movements where you're you're working several joints in one action. Um, you know, let's say um, as as you said. Um, big on the TRX so let's say you get them standing up on a TRX chest press and a TRX low row you're working all the core muscles you're working a little bit into your glutes and quads as well uh, just to hold that plank position and then you're working you know chest triceps back shoulders um, in, into the biceps as well you know that's just two movements alone so I'd get them mainly sort of doing those yeah big 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 movements but integrating that core work as well um, and I think it's a case of just seeing how they get on with certain movements as well um, and, and what their preferences are. You know, if they potentially if they're untrained, you're not going to take them from, you know, couch to deadlift, so, so to speak. Uh, they, they're going to potentially have the, these pains that have been manifesting for years. And it's really important to recognize that, uh, that they might not be able to do certain things. 
in terms of the the sort of more trained athlete, we'll call them, uh, they're quite often they're already performing at a certain level. It would be a case of looking at what's what's hindering them. So it might be that uh, they're doing a back squat. They're comfortably lifting 70 kilos, but any time they go to 75, 80, they're starting to get that that back pain kick back in again. So mm-hmm. the same, it's going to be the same assessment protocol. Um, you're going to be looking for restrictions in mobility, weakness, um, maybe uh, what we would call hypertonicity. So if a muscle is too active um, and, it, and it's, it's overworking, that can often affect uh, posture. And, and the same sort of changes that you'd inflict on someone in the workplace as well. You know, can you get up out of your desk every hour? Can you, you know, drink loads more water so you physically have to go to the toilet? Um, anything you can do to to help people move better day to day. Yeah, yeah, great, great points there actually. And then so on that, with regard to people's day to day movement, what would be your recommendations for things that people can do when they're in the office? Just a few little lifestyle pointers, we'll say, that can really help you to improve, obviously, their movement health. Yeah, I mean, what what helps is um, something that I program in particular for my online clients is uh, to have step targets. So they yeah. they have a, a target of like the, I've got the guideline minimum as 10,000 a day. So if I know they're going to be on a lesser active day, their absolute minimum is 10,000. But if they're on like either an active recovery day or even even a rest day from the gym, but it's, it's a weekday, I know they're at work. It's, it's getting their, their step count up to sort of 14, 15,000 as a minimum, just so that they've got something as uh, like a, a benchmark that they can, they can achieve. Um, in terms of general mobility in the workplace, like I said, getting up a little bit more from the desk is, is an ideal, easy place to start. And, you know, we, we know we've been into a few businesses together and you've done stuff recently and I've been into some businesses recently that, you know, they're, they're very busy. There's not loads of space quite often. And, um, you don't want to be doing all sorts of weird stretches around, around your, uh, your, your teams. It's a bit embarrassing. So it's a case of, um, you know, trying to, if you have a gym locally, either trying to get down during your lunch break for even just 20 minutes, we have, um, locally to the gym here we have lots of businesses that come in they'll do a half hour class build up a bit of a sweat quick shower back into work and they've still got time to eat their lunch at their desk um but anything that can be done outside of work things like hip stretching so going into that um that sort of half kneeling position doing a hip flexor stretch or just just laying on the back tucking the knees in having a stretch through the glutes and lower back anything like that is is a good starting block but how far it then goes from there is completely up to the client and what they're they're able and willing to do yeah it's very true i think another um thing that i try and give um to a lot of my clients is if they are um, at work if they can like if it's something to do like sales based on the phone a lot it's getting like a little clipping phone on the um sort of headsets and being able just to walk around to the office. So if you ever get onto a call, just try and walk around a little bit again, just increasing that step count. But then set yourself a limit. So every every hour, even if they just do a few, um, they just stand up and just sit down into a deep squat for, I don't know, 30 seconds and just do that three times just to really loosen off the hips, just trying to push the knees out with the elbows, just drive that out. 
And again, just to really help just loosen off those hips and, and just keep a little bit of movement, get the sort of blood flow into the legs again. I was fine. I get, I've had great um, feedback from that, actually. People who have had like, really stiff um, hips and a sore lower back. It can just really help sort of loosen up the, uh, the hamstrings, loosen up the, the sort of the whole groin and hips area, um, which as a result then takes pain off the lower back. I don't know what your thought is on this, um, but I find with a lot of people, it's, it's down to mindset. Now, it's not necessarily down to um, motivation per se. They may have that like intrinsic motivation, um, but quite a lot of bosses and, and workplaces generally put a lot of pressure on their people to meet really tough deadlines. Um, or, or it's just that their, their boss is a little bit, maybe a bit high strung, maybe they, they, they're protective over their workers they just want them to be working as much as possible i don't know if you see that in your clients at all and whether that's like a quite a limiting factor in terms of that mindset yeah definitely i think people definitely underestimate the actual how much of an effect stress has not only on their mental health but their physical health as well like mm. because obviously being so only stressed out like you're saying if you've got like a, a boss who's putting a lot of pressure on you, it tenses you up, but you can just feel it when you're under a lot of stress, it just makes you physically tense. So if you're then trying to go about your day life and just trying to be really active and training hard at the gym, if you're doing things like a, an efficient warm up and like mobility work to loosen off and prepare your body for exercise, which goes straight into a workout, you are, I find, much more likely to injure yourself as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And it, I think quite often stress is overlooked as one of those, those big factors of, of, that affects motivation and, and you know, physical health, um, just general well-being as well. And I think employers should be more conscious of that. I mean, we're, we're lucky in the industry we work in. You know, we're, we're able to, in particular for you, you haven't had a boss for how long? Well, I, I went since I basically did my PT course. So, so I mean, years now. Seven eight so, years, seven eight years. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm lucky in that, you know, I'm, I'm in an employed role where I work in a company that's all about promoting fitness and wellness. And you know, all of my bosses have been very encouraging of, of training as much as possible and, and trying to look after myself. So I'm lucky in that sense. But I know from clients that I have had or that I have now, they're under a lot of you know pressure and that pressure leads to stress the wrong kind of stress you know we want to be stimulating muscle growth we want to be helping people to be healthier but they're unable to have that because they've got that extra stress already and um, I, I think that's worth as like a bit of a side note is you know making sure that you're in a, a job that you're incredibly happy with the day that you wake up and you say oh, I don't want to be here that has to be the day that you're thinking about handing in your notice and, and yeah. getting ready for change. Uh, yeah, actually, go, go into it. Like, it's one of those things, it's, it's such a scary position and stance to take because obviously we all have such vast financial responsibilities in that, but at the same time, I think if you're, because you spend most of your like, waking life essentially at work, if you're genuinely that, unhappy and stressed out about what you're doing 
I understand that you've got these like responsibilities, financial responsibilities and all of that, but then you need to be looking at something else because life is too short. And don't even look at it now, mate. I've, I've like blinked and January and February disappeared. It's really March. <laughs> for, January, for you, maybe January blinked, but for me, January was long. <laughs> it was oh, yeah. a, we, had a, we had a busy time here, so it felt a lot longer. In a good, I mean that in a good. No, way, but that's but, what I mean. It's but been... I know what you mean. Like it, it, it just goes poof. Like I mean, February. Like where did that go? Did that yeah. even happen? That's what I mean. Because you're so, you're so busy and it's good. I think if you're not doing anything, then time just drags. But where you're busy, it's like just day goes. I mean, I get up at five a.m. and Looking at it now, it's already like 10 o'clock and I feel like I've done nothing but there because I've had such a hectic morning. Mm. And yeah, you just don't even realise, like time's just flying by. So you've got to think, like, soon it'll be 40. And then oh, don't. you don't want yeah, to get to that point and then look back and be like, <laughs> oh, like, you're still just spending your time being so angry and so upset at like, what you do every day that you um, are in a position where you've got so many financial responsibilities then you can't actually move away from it. So if you're a bit younger and listen to this, take the leap of faith. Like, mm. just go and speak to I think, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying like, just, just stand up, throw really your computer on the floor and just walk out. Obviously, I'm just saying, just go and speak to a recruiter. Try and find something that you want to do. Right. Yeah. But there's people out there to help, you know, there's agent, you know, agencies out there that are specific in, in certain industries that you're able to use. They're there to help. They're, they get commission, I'm sure, on, you know, putting people into jobs. So if you're not happy with what you're doing, 100%, <laughs> go and do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, you know, in terms of like that, that whole life's too short you probably saw a post i put up i'm just looking at it now on my instagram of um you know my my sports massage group you know we had a one of the the people on there has passed away recently and for me like th this was over the weekend and it's it's hit hard because this this person was just incredibly lovely and you know always very very welcoming and and helpful to to peers within the group and um you know i work alongside um you know one of the pts was on the course actually work alongside him now and he he's equally as like wow like it's it's just happened and you know everyone's had people that they lose and it, it you just gotta remember that you know life is too short if you're not happy go and do something that's going to make you happy if you want to go and get a new job or if you want to go and i don't know bungee jump or go and eat a cake whatever it is you know go and go and do that obviously make sure the cake fits in your calories <laughs> make it fit bro but no, no, it's, it's very much so. And do you know one thing that I find um, really does help on that? It's like what you're saying there, when someone passes, it's about perspective. I think sometimes we get so caught up in our day-to-day -day lives and our just our little stresses and all the sort of standard bullshit, like you're saying, and the days just fly by and you, you just get too caught up in your own little bubble. But I think sometimes it's good to take a little step back and just get that sort of bigger perspective, um, sorry, the perspective of just the, the bigger picture. And mm. it does unfortunately normally take some, someone to pass, someone that's dear to you that passes, or someone that's close, or someone that you know that passes, or for you to get an illness and you think, fuck, like, what is this? Why am I, uh, this isn't what I wanna do. It's a really good, um, oh, I can't remember who it was. 
there's like a, um, a famous quote, and it's basically about, um, it might be, it's not Nelson Mandela. Might, might, I think it might be Gandhi, but anyway, I'm, I'm off it. So, um, and basically it's talking about, you should live your life as if you've just been told you've only got two years left to live. Hmm. So, it's making sure that everything you do is, things that, what, what would you prioritize? Like, ask yourself that question. And what would you, if you got told today that you've got two years left to live, what would you change about your life? Would that be your job? Would that be, oh, actually, I actually want to get in better shape or I'm a bit too anal about my body shape. I need to loosen up and have a beer every now and again. Or is there friends or loved ones you'll need to reach out to? Is there that boy or girl in the gym or office or you sit in the tube that, you wish you'd have spoken to. It's, I guess it, it just comes down to trying to live life with the minimum amount of regrets as possible. Yeah, I mean, maybe I had that mentality when I met my other half because we met on the tube. So, you know, you never Did know. You? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. yeah, we won't go into that now. It's a conversation for <laughs> another time. This is a, this is a fitness podcast, right? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and, and, and no doubt, no doubt she'll probably want to listen to this as well. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> won't put her on blast. Um, That's quite funny. I do like reading it on the metro there. If, if I ever pick up metro, it's the first thing I look at. Did you know the um the, yeah, the, sort of, yeah, the um, what's it called? The little tube bit, and it's like yeah. to the bloke, uh, to the man in the um in the blue top that I saw on the on the district line this morning near Richmond. I loved your eyes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's mental, isn't it? I'd love to know if anyone ever actually met like if that has created relationships. That'd be quite intriguing. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if they're on the same tube that, you know, every day, maybe they would get yeah. a chance to meet again. Maybe that person's read it on that one day. It's mm -hmm. such a, a fine chance. And, and we, we quite often sort of joke about it, you know, like, you know, what if I hadn't, you know, I had a, a two hour phone call at work organizing um, the, the challenge finals, which we held in Swindon with the, with the company. And, you know, if I hadn't sat on that phone for that extra 10 minutes, I'd be on an earlier tube or, you know, yeah. if I hadn't have done this, this and this, there was so much stuff, so many variables. And it, you know, it's that whole thing of fate, but it's also just, it's just worth remembering, like, like going back to it, it's like life's too short. Just, just take those opportunities and just, just do it whilst you can. Cause you never know, like tomorrow you might get hit by a bus or <laughs> catch, catch, <laughs> catch coronavirus and end up dying in hospital you never know it's, it sounds over the top but it's true like anything can happen um yes. but you've got everything to gain from doing what you want to do what's going to make you happy like if you've been sitting on that business idea you know i sat on this whole idea of being an online coach for like two years and didn't do anything with it and that's because you know i was i had a little bit of apprehension you know am i going to be able to make this work am i going to be able to network well enough um, loads of different ideas and essentially I've I've just gone do you know what I have absolutely nothing to lose with this I've got everything to gain and I'm making slow steady progress of it I'm not in a rush you know like I said I'm working a you know salary job at the moment I'm still a, still a fitness manager still doing a bit of PT and and this as an extra is something that I've wanted to do for a long time so why not it's going to make me happy yeah that's it um, that's true but it's funny when you say that it's it's funny how the world works. But um, what you're talking about there is 
Have you read the book How to Be Fucking Awesome by Dan Meredith? Dan Meredith. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. We, um, there was, there was follow each other on in, we follow each other on Instagram. He's, he's, uh, he's a good guy. He's uh, originally from sort of Brighton area. So oh, really? in my neck of the woods, he's, he's a very smart guy. And uh, if you, I don't know how long you've been following him for on Instagram, but he's, you know, he's had his troubles as well. And he talks a lot about that from experience as well. So he's, he's incredibly, for me, he's almost like a business idol in a sense. Yeah. Well, actually, I read his book. It must have been probably about three or four years ago now. And one of the biggest things I took away from that book was just fucking do it. Because there's a bit, there's a chapter in the book and it's like, stop waiting for pe- uh, perfection. Like, perfection just destroys you because essentially we're yeah. always waiting for the perfect moment. We're always waiting for this perfect. So if you're looking for like, um, to get in shape, it's like, well, oh, well, I've got this birthday coming up. I've got that birthday. You'll never have a perfect, say, 12 weeks. You'll never have a perfect six months or a year. It's never going to happen. So it's, and then what, what I really took away from that, and he was like, just fucking, just start, just do it, just get out, just do it. Because I find the same with putting out ebooks and stuff. I'm like, oh no, but this isn't perfect, this isn't perfect. It's better to get things to market and then get some feedback on them. Then you can improve from there. So, I mean, I say it to anyone is just get out there and do things, whether that be anything. Um, Get out there, because I had to say, actually, talking about, I'm going to call you out on this. How long have you been talking about doing a podcast for? You were talking about this years ago. Years ago, mate. And, uh, you me, know, and we, this, me and you had the conversation when we worked together with Adam <laughs> Smith, and you were like, I think about starting a podcast. So how is it the, the fact that I have now got you on a podcast <laughs> about two years mate, later? I think- I th- I, yeah, and, and I'll put my hands up. Like Again, it's another procrastination. And for me, I think the reason why is that I didn't see it as something that was a priority for me. I had other priorities. Like As you know, I've moved from, from Hammersmith down to the two Clapham gyms. I then moved across the Tottenham Court Road. Like, I've had a lot of change, and, mm. and I've prioritized my time slightly differently. But it's, it's something... I, mate, I've got a microphone on order. I've got a decent microphone coming. Yeah, that's getting delivered today. Like, I'm, there's gonna be a podcast coming. I, I mark my word. So don't um, wait. Don't wait for the perfect moment, mate. No, don't no, no. There the isn't a perfect moment. moment. The perfect moment isn't ever gonna come. So it's just gonna be a case of do it, um, and then maybe I'll give you a call. You can be my first guest, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look forward to it. But anyway, this, did you? This, um, how did you get on with uh, with the the Instagram questions? Did you get much on there? Um. I only got a few. I only got a few. It was more, um, again, it was, it was looking at more like mobility questions that kind of like factored them into um, the start. So what about yourself? I've got a couple of good ones, but if there's anything more relevant to what we started with, then no, we'll, maybe... No, let's go. It's just fire away. All right. Okay. So um, there's a couple I'm not going to name who've said these just for the sake of uh, keeping the peace. Um, the first one is, my PT is really, capitals, boring. How do I get away from them? They're really pushy. So I'm guessing they're maybe that hard sales type. Um, and just to disclaimer this, this is um, this is an old client of mine that has said this. That now they now live, I think, outside of London, somewhere outside of North London. So they're they're, they're not within my company or, or yeah. anything around that circle. So what's your thoughts on that? I'd go back to what we just said. Life is too short. 
bite the bullet and just take like stop trying to be that's one thing about English people trying to be too polite all the time sometimes you just need to tell someone this isn't working like this is not working this is not beneficial to my life so I'm sorry I'm gonna have to walk away and that is exactly what they should do 100% I couldn't agree more and if you think about you know PT is to some degree I'd say it's a necessity, but it's also a luxury as well. People yeah. that don't have the money won't pay for it. Um, but if you have the money to pay for a trainer that you are bored of, then it's it's worth just just get away from them. Just do what you can to get away from them. Don't you know you wouldn't go to the pub with someone that bores you to death. So why would you spend an hour? And more importantly, why would you spend forty, fifty, sixty pounds of your time and and your money? Um, to someone that that really bores you, you know, if they're not talking to you, they haven't connected with you, they haven't got that personality match, then um, you you certainly need to to go because your results aren't going to be following. I think hats off to whoever PT or is it him him or her, whoever their PT is, like he's got clients that don't want to train with them, they're still giving him money, like mental, isn't oh, it? I mean, that's that's true. that's a game plan. That's that's how you've yeah. operated your business most of the time, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, right I got go. I got a couple more questions that that have uh, that have popped out. Um, so uh, this is this is quite a quite a good one actually. It sort of leads on to that that outside of outside of work. So yeah. the question is, um, I don't have any time to train around work. What home exercise would you recommend? Um, so when it comes down to home training, again, you can do some half decent things with, with like just your standard body weight. So I just look at doing full body sessions, looking at circuit training. Um, if you are just doing body weight, just trying to increase the reps a bit more, but go down to any shop, go online and pick up, I'd say everyone should pick up like skipping rope, a couple of ke uh, kettlebell and a couple of little dumbbells, you can do an awfully good workout with just a range of like equipment. You can pick up dirt cheap. Actually, if you go on half the charity shops, there's always little bits that are going away there. And again, so like, like what you were saying earlier, just go and do the big compound movements. So you get a couple of kettlebells, dumbbells, you can do squats, deadlifts, all different types of presses, um, rows, so like pulling movements. So what my sort of standard rule of thumb is for um, my clients, if they're traveling or they don't have that luxury, is I just say, well, try and just take a push, pull, legs, and ab workout. So you can get four different ab, ab workouts there and just do two different exercises for each, say 15 reps and do four or five sets of that. Or just keep, or yeah. just give yourself like an AMRAP. So you say like, right, I've got half an hour get through that as many like give yourself like a little circuit and just get through that as many times as possible yeah i i, I think that's nailed on the head really i mean you you can quite easily go i mean look at argos and places like that you can get mm. you know dumbbells on the cheap um but you know body weight go and train body weight but the other thing i'd say is you know how are you prioritizing your time you know let's assume you're you're working for nine hours, your, your commute is an hour either side, that's 11 hours, you sleep for eight hours, that's 19 hours. What is happening in those other five hours? How much time Netflix. is Netflix? <laughs> exactly, you know it. Everyone says Netflix, but it's true because you know everyone, everyone loves Netflix. 
Everyone yeah. loves a box set sitting there trying to get through things as quick as possible. But you know, the other, the other side of it is you may have kids and you know, other commitments that you're not able to, 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 to make that time, you know, to train, but there is always, I mean, you probably remember, it must've been around 10 years ago when Tabata was sort of rearing its head again. This Tabata sort of been and gone over the years, but that was known as the four minute workout, eight sets, 20 seconds as hard as possible, 10 seconds rest. Do that with squats, squat jumps, press ups, anything like that. Four minutes a day, a different exercise every day. You know, it, it, makes perfect sense you know really high intensity training and that's four minutes of your day if you can't afford four minutes then it's not time it's motivation that's the issue so that's one thing i say to a lot of people you get them people that say like the zero to one twos that have never really trained before that are just like thinking about getting into the gym that um reach out to me and that's what i say to them before you do anything just Set aside 10 minutes of your day. You can get up 10 minutes earlier. What is 10 minutes? And then all says, oh, no, I can't. I got up early enough. I'll be like, shut up. i got to go up, like, stupidly early. Look at PTs that are getting up at half, four, five o'clock. Still manage to get at least a training session in. It's about that priority. So prioritise your health. And just set, uh, set yourself 10 minutes a day where you can do any, any, any form of exercise and activity needs to look to build that up so you get to a position where you're feeling a bit more confident and then yeah you can get into like into a gym but yeah it's just about priorities and learning that exercise and prioritizing your health and your fitness it's an investment in yourself it's like a long-term insurance plan because at the end of the day the healthier you are nine times out of ten unless you do like get hit by a bus or just to get some freak accident or something like that, you're going to live longer. And you're not only going to live longer, but you're going to live a better quality life. You're going to feel better more. You're going to be able to actually move around, have much better movement health. And it's just, it's just a huge array of benefits to health and exercise. I think that leads in a way quite nicely into like the last question that I've sort of picked out from this. And I think it's quite a good one. This actually is from our old boss, Neil. Um, and it's with the development of great equipment and online education, do we need the gym? You don't need, you don't need a gym. It's like do religions need churches? Like a gym is just, a place where that kind of whole thing is compounded it's just where you can go and you know there's all the equipment and everything in there i probably don't need a gym but if you at home have enough um weights and different um types of machines and stuff that can stimulate your muscles um or give your muscles enough stimulation in order to improve and drive you towards your goal then no you don't need a gym but then I think there's more to a gym than just training because you go there, you meet people that are like-minded, um, in a position like where, yeah, where you, where you're just in a position where everyone's sort of like-minded, you get that sort of, you make friends there. Um, and then as a result, you can also train hard and everything is there. There's, there's more than enough um, weights, there's more than enough machines, there's more than enough equipment in order to get a fantastic body. So it takes, so it's not just 
the benefits you get from your body shape and your health and fitness. It's also that social aspect of it that a gym provides. Hundred percent, I, I agree. I mean, the we talk quite often on the 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 PT. The, so we obviously have the new PTs come into our business. So I run a course every two weeks um, through our company on that and. And one of the things we talk about is intrinsic motivation. So that internal um, sort of motivation you have, and there's, there's sort of breaks down to three pillars. So uh, autonomy, competence, and social relatedness. So autonomy yeah. being that you have choice, competence being that you know how to do something well. And that's where obviously we step in as, as trainers to help make sure we know uh, that the people know how to, do, to execute an exercise or a program. Um, and then that social relatedness as well is really important. So, um, you see, and, and I quite, quite often see a lot of people mocked for you know, doing live videos of their workouts and posting videos up online of them doing squats. And it might just be like an amateur sort of gym goer that's doing it. But it, for them, they want to have that social, that social uh, sort of element to it that you know, people are seeing what they're doing. They're in that environment. They've got the mindset of, of training around them. And you don't necessarily get that at home, yeah. per se, unless unless you're doing it with a group of friends or your, your other half or your mum and dad or whoever that is, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. So you've got loud music, you've got the sound of treadmills going, you've got iron hitting, you know, that for, for a lot of people is that extra little bit of motivation. No, definitely. And I think it's kind of it's true again, like we say about that social aspect is if you go to the gym and you know, say a lot, a lot of people like going to classes and stuff, if you know, you know, Jane and Tom are at a class, you get on really well with Jane and Tom and you get that little community vibe there as well. And then as a result, they're like, oh, you're coming tomorrow. And you're like, oh, well, I wasn't going to. You're like, oh, if you're going to be here, yeah, okay. So then it starts just actually increasing that the time that you go to the gym because you get that nice little community in the gym that you like to get on with and you do central classes and then you get a little bit of competition you're like oh i see you did a bit more that time i'm going to do more than you this time and, da, 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 and it builds and it builds and it builds so i remember it used to be the same when i actually first started boxing I used to go to um, a place called combat company in richmond and when i was there there was uh, a couple of boys from days like me nathan and chase who were both um, professional um mixed martial arts fighters and i was always so, and and then we had like boys like James and Rob who, who you know really well and we'd literally go there like I started going there every Tuesday Monday Tuesday and Thursday and then like for a couple of hours just for some of the mixed martial arts stuff and then because they were there and they'd be like oh no I'm going to stay for wrestling so then I'd be like okay we're staying next to wrestling ends up getting to the point I'd go in at like five o'clock and not leave till nine o'clock pretty much like every night and because we had all yeah. these different disciplines that we could do like wrestling, um, boxing, kickboxing, and which we sit there just trying to beat each other up on all these different things. Like I might win more of the, uh, what you call it, more of the roles and the grapples in jiu-jitsu and then I just get beat down in boxing by like Jake. And it used to be funny. It'd be like this almost consistent like tally up of who's winning. It was funny, but. And you, you wouldn't necessarily be able to do that on your own, would you? You'd but you could make friends you could make friends there you know but yeah, exactly. but you went with people people that you knew you made it fun no, you no, added no, that no, fun. i met them there that's even james and rob as well yeah that's i know james oh, wow. from combat company ah uh, got you got you and then obviously was, you worked at, with them yeah yeah because i was at, i was at uni at the time um rob worked at the fitness first in teddington 
Um, and he actually told me, um, he actually got me the job there. And then James was obviously a policeman. And then a few years later on, because we used to train boxing together a lot, and, I, and then basically I talked him into a cycle of being a policeman and becoming a PT. Um, got yeah, got yeah. And then, yeah, and then we all basically end up working together. So it's quite yeah, funny. So, so in a way, so you've together. you've gone into somewhere completely fresh. You know, you didn't know anyone. You went in there. You've made that sort of social circle, and then from there, it's, it's had that competition element to it. And then you're essentially all working together for one common goal, which is to be yeah. better. And that's yeah, that's the same. Like we see it with. Too. You probably see it. Um, you know, we'll talk about Charlie because, you know, you know, Charlie, you mm. work with him now, you know, his shred classes and, you know, the, the gym floor classes that he runs has such a good following of the same people that at some point have come into that, how you did in that martial arts place where you've come in, you don't know anyone, right, I'm going to, you know, just come in and train. Then it's become, oh, so-and-so is going to be there. I'll go. And then it's, you know, they're all following each other on Instagram, tagging, high-fiving, all sorts, you know, that's, that's what it's all about and having that, that competition to drive forward. Yeah, exactly. And I think and that's also the um, shows what a great sort of coach that Charlie is, is that he also helps bring everyone together. He's very inclusive and like, as a, like he creates a lot of friendships there as well. Um, mm. he's, he's quite funny, he's like very easy going. And so everyone's in there, everyone's in a really good atmosphere. And yeah, and as a result, they, they all really enjoy it. But, do you know, let's just, as we're getting near to the end of this, there's one thing I want to touch on there. It's like what we were saying earlier, but sometimes you just need to get shit done and just go and do it. Is before I went over to that combat company gym, I was very apprehensive. I was like, oh, I'm going to go into a fire gym. Everyone's going to be like, oh, well, hard. And, da -da. and like, no matter what situation you're in, so for all the people who are looking like for a gym, but are struggling to build up their confidence to go to the gym, like you need to understand that everyone gets those that innate sort of anxiety and apprehension about doing something new because it takes you out of your comfort zone. And basically no one likes to really step outside their comfort zone. But by actually doing that and making those steps, that's what makes you level up as a person. By going outside your comfort zone, that's what leads you to level up. So I can't stress enough that if you are apprehensive about it, trust me, everyone is. But get taking that little step and getting out there, you will reap the rewards. Hundred percent, and I, I couldn't agree anymore. Like we we often refer to, I don't know if you remember it as a psychology thing of the, uh, the trans theoretical model of change. Do, I don't know if you remember that. You've got your your pre contemplation, contemplation action maintenance and relapse is like a circle so you your, your pre-contemplation being you're not thinking about it but at some point in the future let's say you're gonna i don't know buy a car um that contemplation phase is where you're actually physically thinking about doing it you know thinking about creating that action so just in in terms of uh, i know this has been researched so i have a number in my mind so i'm going to ask you see what you think how long do you think it takes for someone to join the gym when they're thinking about it? A year or so, isn't it? A year, a year, and, a year and a half? So, so the average is two years. So two, two years it takes someone to create that action. So my, my question would be to anyone who's thinking about it, what have you got to lose from, from creating that action? Like, 
we've said, it's probably been the quote of the podcast, life's too short. Like, go and get yourself fit. Go and get yourself healthy. Go and do what it is that you need to do to be happy and healthy and live a better life um, as much as possible. And once you've got yeah. that action, it's then, it's maintaining it. You know, keep yourself in that, that's, maybe it's that social circle of going to a gym floor class or um, group personal training and, and being in that environment. You know, I quite often talk about how, how you run your model at, at Hammersmith to, to the new PTs coming into our business. Cause I think it's, it's a great, um, it has that great community atmosphere to it as well. And that, that environment that is not, you're not just accountable for one person, you're accountable for loads, but they're accountable for each other as well. And let's face it, friendships have been made through, <laughs> through your, your PT services as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I think if, if you're contemplating doing anything, if you need a week to think about it, take a week, whatever. But any longer than that, you need to sit there and think, do I actually want this? If the answer is yes, just go and do it. If not, then move on to the next thing. Go and do something else that will make you happy or stick doing the same thing. And, and I guess on that note as well, the more time you spend like sitting there going, what if, should I, should I? that's just more time that you're not you're taking away from you being able to get stuck into it and achieving your goals so if your goal it's is more to, it's more stress as well isn't it like yeah. you're, you're going to be affecting other areas of your life because you've let something else consume you you know maybe your yeah. performance at work drops because you've been thinking about going to the gym and it's stressing you out that you're overweight and maybe the doctor said hey listen you need to train because if not you're going to die younger you know that's the sort of reality for a lot of people and then not only that as well it's your performance at work might be suffering because you're not doing anything to improve your like cognitive performance and, and as a result there's so many studies that show that exercise improves that that cognition and and your mental health so it's, yeah it's, it's one of those bigger things but anyway let's start like wrapping up here so just give me Five um, little take-homes for, say, the corporate person that can best basically improve their sort of movement, health, and posture. Okay, so I'm going to say number one as take regular breaks from your work, no matter what your boss says, no matter what your deadline states, is make sure you're getting regular breaks. Quite often, regular breaks will also help with productivity as well. It's not a case of just moving and feeling better, but it's a case of actually getting more work done. Number two, I'd say drink more water. Uh, water will help you to stay hydrated, but it will also help with your mental performance as well. But it's going to give you that chance to get up out of your seat and go to the toilet as well. So it's more steps in the day. Even if your toilet is 10 meters away, you still have to do 20 meters of walking and standing or sitting if you're a, or a lady, obviously. Um, and number three, I'd say, is is to try to integrate as much exercise into your lifestyle as you feel possible. So if you're incredibly motivated to exercise, you're keen on going to the gym, get yourself in three, four days a week doing resistance training, doing lots of cardio, um, depending on what your goal is, whether that's bulk up or lose weight. Number four, I'd say make sure that you're you're eating well. And that has to be a balanced diet, but also not demonizing food. So, you know, don't be scared of having, you know, a bit of chocolate. Make sure you're factoring it into your calories as a, as a whole throughout the day. 
Um, and don't feel like it has to be chicken, rice and broccoli because that is so boring. And I can promise you that every PT out there, unless they're competing to go on stage, they are not doing that. Um, and number five, I'd say this is probably probably the mo one of the most important is, is sleep. Uh, sleep is such an underrated part of recovery. If you don't sleep well, and you know I'm a terrible sleeper, um, but so much better these days. If you don't sleep well, your recovery is going to hinder. Your stress levels are going to go up. Your muscles aren't going to recover as well. General sort of immune system is going to start to drop slightly. And, you know, obviously there's a lot going around at the moment. Um, some more imminent than uh, than other illnesses out there at the moment. Um, yeah. and, and, and sleep is that, that very underrated factor of, of performance recovery. Absolutely. They're my five take homes, but I am I'm gonna put a little plug in for myself if you do want to come and follow me. Dan Peace. Where can people Instagram. find out more got about that plug in there. Yeah, so I've got um obviously I'm I base myself around a TRX suspension trainer most of the day. Um so I quite often put up some videos. Um you know, that'll be just little workouts, things like that. I run uh, sort of PT business courses for new PTs come into the business. Don't do anything with that outside, but obviously if, you know, like yourself, you know, people ever want advice, you know, come to us, please ask us for help. And um, yeah, I, like I said, I've started my, my online coaching. So uh, just looking at holistic approach to a seven day week, as opposed to, Hey, you need to go to the gym three days. It's a, a full seven day week, rest days, what activity they can do. We've got calorie trackers, uh, you know, sleep tracker, mood, you know, mood scores, things like that, all on the program itself. Um, so that's sort of what I'm working on at the moment, and yeah, we'll see where it goes in the future. Awesome, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time. Good to chat to you as always, and yeah, let's uh, let's catch up soon. And actually, yeah. let's do this next one on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be first one, first episode. I'll get you on it. We'll, we'll chat about. Um, being <laughs> apprehensive and getting stuff done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Anyway, wait, take it easy, mate. Have an amazing day. Cheers, buddy. Speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. See you, mate.